Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Welcome, it's Bailey Zappi Buzzkill Night here in the NFL. Bailey Zappi, or as the NFL tweeted, don't worry, be Zappi. They're not Zappi because they lost to the Packers on a Mason Crosby kick. Uh, welcome to the basement, all kinds of fun to get into today. I sat DK Metcalf in fantasy, I just want you to know that. I suck at fantasy. I benched him, had a feeling about it, and then he had a massive day. The Patriots are 1-3, that's a little bit weird. Also, you know, your eyes are not deceiving you, I have a brand new Ultimate Warrior lunchbox. Or uh, slash cooler. I'm going to use it as a lunchbox. I was sent this by the WWE. I'm not even sure why, but I love you. That's an incredible thing. I'm going to bring my, my thermos with chicken soup in it to lunch tomorrow. But that's it. We have all kinds of things to get to. We are going to get to uh, awards and all that stuff after wild week four action. But first, we always start with the podium. Third place, second place, first place. Like the Olympics or like Formula One. In this case, NFL week four. Who's on the podium today? In the third spot, a guy who just never loses. An undefeated athlete, like Floyd Mayweather, except I'm talking about, you know it, the man from the Maction, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush. One again, Cooper Rush does what Cooper Rush does, 15 for 27 with two touchdowns. They win, he doesn't lose. It's kind of cool because he's so calm and so collected, and the offense is, for the Cowboys is just so smooth and Everyone's relaxed, and McCarthy is relaxed, and Cooper Rush is relaxed. He, it, it's ironic because he doesn't rush at all. Like he, it's, it, he has the, it, it, he should be Cooper Calm. It's not what his name is, but um, he wins, and we win because we already, as I've said, pay attention now over this week, over this next two weeks, to all the sound bites coming out of Dallas regarding Dak Prescott's return from injury. I already saw one tonight. It's so great. All you're gonna hear because it's weird. Because they're playing really well, and you don't want to rock the boat. Just keep rolling. Just keep stacking wins. So, But Dak's back, and Dak's good, and Dak's paid and everything. So there's this weird dynamic of, ah, maybe just take your time a little bit, Dak. It's all going to be all these loaded sound bites about, well, we wanna, uh, we're thinking of the long term for Dak, and we want to do what's best for Dak, and we don't see any reason to rush, wink, him back. It's all, they're all going to start coming out this week. I even saw it after the game today. Jerry did his usual thing where he's surrounded by 73 reporters with microphones. And for whatever reason, he's always talking to the microphone that's back over his shoulder. So he has that awkward head turn. And it was, uh, 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 Dak, uh, 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 Dak, uh, well, we need to uh, make sure Dak can grip the ball. They're going to talk like that. Well, he can throw fine. It's his grip is not quite, it's going to be great. Because there are definitely people within the Cowboys who just want to keep running Cooper Rush. They have a thing going. There's an intangible thing in sports of momentum and cohesion where obviously Dak is more talented. Obviously Dak is the hype. But it doesn't matter. Keep the win streak going. Keep, keep going. Absolutely. they should. I'm not saying they, you, you bench Dak. I'm saying you just, you know, the trainers say we could use another week. And then another week. I'm just telling you. That's, that's the way these things are done. So we're going to hear a lot of those sound bites. But Cooper Rush, in the meantime, third on the Kyle Bryant Space from Podium Sunday Night Week 4. Who's on a second? You know him? You love him? Josh Allen from Fireball, California, who beat the Baltimore Ravens. The largest comeback of Josh's career, 17 points. And the Buffalo Bills win in Baltimore in dramatic fashion, come from behind fashion, and last second fashion, which is the great thing. You know what's not on the podium? 
You know what's not in any podium? It's, on the, it's down the disposal, flip the switch, and just shred it to bits. The stupid-ass take about the Buffalo Bills can't win close games. You, you've saw, seen this streak that of all their victories, they have 20 straight times won a game by double digits. And somehow that has been turned and twisted and pushed against them that they're chokers or something. That's the stupidest take. It always has been. It's over now. That streak is over. They won a close game. A, it's stupid because don't penalize a team for kicking the crap out of people over and over in their wins. And B, Josh Allen has led eight fourth quarter comebacks and 11 game winning drives in his career, including three last season. So this is not some like front runner team that's like as soon as the the kitchen gets hot they melt no they beat up a lot of teams and had some very very bizarre last second wins the last playoff game included but they it was there was so much offseason hype for the bills and there still is this less than a little bit because the miami game but who cares uh there were there had to be some sort of foothold on which to climb the take mountain to take down the bills and people are out there selling that they choke in close games they were down 17 points to Lamar Jackson. They shut him down in the second half. They won the game in perfect fashion, bled the clock, kicked the field goal. Tyler Basket on the plane. We're out of here. We're three and one. They're second on the podium. So listen, people are saying, oh, you always talk about the Bills. I do like the Bills. And I had Josh on. He'll come on Tuesday. We'll talk all about it. We're going to talk about him stiffing defensive, defensive linemen, stiff arming them, which I love. It's like his signature move. Did he talk his way into that roughing the passer penalty? You know the one I'm talking about. He got hit, controversial call, maybe shouldn't have, maybe should have. But the second he hit the ground, he screamed at the ref and he put his hands out like this, and then the flag came out. I want to know, does he believe he talked his way into it? Which is fine, that's what the quarterbacks do. And also his system for working referees over over the length of a game, length of a career, everything. We got all kinds of things to talk about. Plus, we have to hear what Josh thought of Groundhog Day. Great Harold Ramis film. before Josh was born. We assigned it to him to watch this week. We'll talk about it. They're number two on the podium. And number one, that's it. Fly, Eagles, fly. The only undefeated team in the NFL. The 4-0. Philadelphia Eagles, 4-0. So legit. I mean, it is really legit. It's not two. It's not, it's not even three. Once you get into four, you're like, oh, well, this team's going to the playoffs. This team is probably going to win the division. Oh, quite a crap can happen, of course. But this was fascinating today because they were getting their butts kicked early on by Jacksonville. And the draft folders were already getting filled with, oh my God, the A, oh my God, the Jaguars are a real thing, tweets, essays, pieces. And then B, uh, the Eagles are frauds. The Eagles got Doug Peterson just came and tuned them up. Mm-mm. The Eagles turned it on in the second half. They're good. I mean, they're really good. They had this weird Miles Sanders thing today. I, I mean, Miles Sanders looked awesome. I've always thought he was a pretty talented guy. I don't know if he was... A top guy or anything, but he looked really, really good. A.J. Brown had another big day. Just Jalen Hurts just keeps doing the thing. He's good. They run the ball. They have a good offensive line. They have good pass rushes. They have good secondary. This team is so well built. They really are. So you wanted them to get knocked off. and I think it would have been the earliest ever that all the unbeaten teams are off. But they weren't going to lose that game to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is still really good. But Philadelphia, if you're the 4-0 team, if you keep winning and winning, you stay on the podium. Someone has to knock Philadelphia off the podium. I'm going to tell you right now. If they win next week, they're on the podium number one again. That's just the way it works. There's a meritocracy here. Jalen Hurts, first on the podium. Somebody beat him. The Philadelphia Eagles, still undefeated. The NFC, we thought it was going to be crap this year, right? Maybe we were like, well, it's going to be, you know, the Rams. I don't even know if they're good. The Packers, who are really weird, but they're 3-1. And maybe the Buccaneers. Look, they're playing right now. They may end up 2-2. We don't know. 
Um, but no, the Eagles. The Eagles are the team, and that's why they're number one on the podium. Shall we give out some awards? Shall we do some hardware? I think we should. Let's roll. It's what we do Sunday night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. I forgot who lost the day. <laughs> I forgot to say who lost the day, but that's okay because I'll just I'll just blend into this one. We have the uh, Karen Hill. Why did you do that? Coaching decision of the day. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that, Karen? This worked because the the Karen Hill. Why did you do that? Coaching decision of the day goes to John Harbaugh, and the who lost the day goes to the Baltimore Ravens. They lost today. Uh, the second time in three weeks that they've had a huge lead and they've completely blown it. First to the Dolphins, now to the Bills. Lamar didn't do anything in the second half. He's kind of felt for him. I don't know. He just couldn't get it going. And uh, they've lost five straight home games. Did you see that? That's one of those things you read and you're like, what? The Ravens? No, they're good. They have a good quarterback. They have a good coach. They have good players. They've lost five straight home games. That's just the kind of thing that if it were the Jets or the Giants or certainly the Cowboys... It would be talked about all over the place. I, I, don't, I don't hear it much until today. Five straight home games in just bizarre fashion, too. Um, then why did you do that specific coaching decision? So what would you think at the end of the game? Um, Lamar and the Ravens are knocking on the door. They're, like, right at the goal line. And they have a fourth and goal. It's a tie game. They could have kicked. Game tied at 20. They could have just kicked the field goal with Tucker. It's automatic. Go up 23-20. There's a little time left. you got to make the Bills go down the field and kick a field. You know what's going to happen. And Harbaugh decided to go for it. He said, you know, let's just let's let's roll the dice and have Lamar pass. Lamar scrambled around for a little bit and ended up getting picked off by Jordan Poyer for the second time that day. Jordan Poyer has four interceptions already on the season. He's playing out of his mind and he's playing hurt. So everyone's like, Harbaugh, why'd you do that? And there was also this thing with Marcus Peters. Now Marcus Peters is an emotional dude. I've always liked the way he plays, but like he runs real hot. We can do a whole a whole podcast on Marcus Peters. I mean I remember he was thought he, he went after Sean Payton once, and there was some talk about gumbo with New Orleans. I remember that uh, they had suffered a really bad loss, uh, the Chiefs, to the Colts. Really bad playoff loss. And then he was walking off the field, and a fan of his just saw him. and was like, hey, Marcus, let's go. And he was like, go, 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 go where? We're going home. That's where we're going. Like, it was just funny. It became this little internet clip. So he was, like, trying to get at John Harbaugh, his own head coach. And everyone's like, is he pissed about some sort of coaching decision? He pissed he went forward on, on fourth and goal. Um, let's just hear. Harbaugh, to his credit, explained it earnestly. Um, he elaborated on it. So it's tied. Kick the field goal. Go up. Make them go the length of the field. There's not that much time left. Take the lead in the game instead of going forward on fourth. 
John said, no, 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 we're going to go for it. And here was his explanation why. Well, I, th I felt like it gave us the best chance to win the game because seven, the worst that happens is if they go down the field and score, and I think we'll get them stopped. But if they go down the field and score a touchdown, the worst thing that happen is that you're in overtime. But you kick a field goal there, now it's not a three-down game anymore. It's a four-down game. And you're, you're putting them out there. You're putting your defense at a disadvantage because they've got four downs to convert all the way down the field and a chance to, again, score seven, and then you, you lose the game on a touchdown. So and then the worst thing, the other thing, you think you're going to get the ball at the two-yard line. So I'm very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball on the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, it didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points. But if you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. No, kick the ball. The last thing he said, if you look at it analytically, is interesting. We're in such a fascinating time right now in the coaches' heads about fourth down and going for it and kicking or going. Because, A, there's, there's a million people talking to him about science and math and all these things that they should be doing, which I think, for, especially for an old school like Harbaugh, I think they listen to because they're smart guys, but I think sometimes it conflicts them. And also there's just this, like, it's so cool to go for it now. It's never been cooler. You, know, you get huge credit when you do it. Think back to Brian Dable, Giants head coach, first week, first game ever as a Giants head coach. He goes for it. He goes for the win. And he was so heralded for it. And the takes come out and say, even if he wouldn't have got it, you still have to respect it. I think the coaches, it's, there's, there's an urgency now. The offenses are better. There's a demand for more points. There's more visceral reaction to your decisions. And there's more of a temptation to go for it. I mean, it was, you kicked the field goal. I, I, there's still, I don't think it makes you some sort of old-fashioned cloud screamer or a communist or a math hater if every once in a while you say, you know what, I think we just punt here. I think we just kick the field goal and take the instant three points and make the team who allegedly can't win a close game drive the field and hit a field goal or have to go all the way. I don't know. I didn't like it at all. And, and, and usually I like the aggressive calls. I, I, I'm not burning down the house about it, but... Five straight home losses. You're right there. You, you played way better in the first half. It was getting away from you. And I feel like these coaches just have the bug now. There's a lot of it going on where it's like, I think we just go. Let's go. Let's be cool. Let's go. And then sometimes they second-guess themselves. I don't know. Whenever they start saying the word hindsight, I think they're second-guessing themselves too. Ravens, that was the Karen Hill. Why did you do that? It was also who lost the day. You got a chance to put the Bills down to 2-2. Two and two. They're in your house. You're beating them up. Lamar looks great. In the end, Allen was better than Lamar. The Buffalo Bills were better than the Ravens. They blew it. It was bad. And then you got a player, a known star player, screaming at the head coach. Harbaugh said something afterwards. He's like, I love Marcus Peters. I hope he still loves me. <laughs> I don't know if he does, John. I don't know if the fans do either right now. You got to win a home game, buddy. Um, moving on to the uh, take a lap of the day. Who needs to take a lap? If you ever played sports on any level, even down to little kid soccer, every once in a while your coach will scream you, get out of here. Take a lap. You got the fresh mouth. Get out of here. Who needs to take a lap is the MetLife Stadium. I'm about 45 minutes from MetLife Stadium right now. It's the Giants and Jets home field. Giants uh, were on that field today, and they won. They played the Bears um, in the battle of who could be the crappiest 3-1 team in the league. Turns out it is the Giants. But in the end, the Bears, who needed a touchdown, they did the Stanford band, the Yakety Sacks routine, where and we're just going to lateral 26 times. And we can do this because every once in a while, like every 10 or 12 years, sometimes it actually works. And so that empowers and enables teams to think that they're going to be that team that makes it work. Well, while they're lateraling it down and linemen are catching it and people are kicking it and there's 15 forward laterals, they're going to be flagged anyway. Uh, the MetLife Stadium's uh, fireworks operator starts launching the fireworks mid-play. Like, the play is still going on. 
bottle rockets and I don't know what the hell they're Roman candles. They're just blasting them off into the New Jersey Turnpike evening, and people were pissed about it. Um, people started tweeting that there was the fix was in, or this should be flagged, or this this should be a penalty. This guy tweets, MetLife shooting the fireworks off is cheating at NFL. That's from Little Hootie. He ets NFL in case the social media app for the league saw, hey, we got something in from Little Hootie. Uh, they think that they were cheating. What else? Uh, Brady has seven rings is the name of the can- is name of the uh, account. So the Giants are just allowed to fire off fireworks in the middle of a play? Question mark. It does seem a little disconcerting, I guess. Awanski says, mildly serious question. With the Giants stadium crew shooting off a bunch of loud fireworks during the Bears' final play of the game, shouldn't they get a redo of that play? Uh, and then lastly, I think we have a tweet. Yeah, all caps. This guy, I wonder if he held down the shift or just hit caps lock. I think he caps locked it. The Giants cheated via fireworks. Give the Bears the touchdown. I, my take on this is I don't mind at all. In fact, I think that if you're going to do one of those stupid-ass lateral plays, I think the stadium should be required to shoot the fireworks off. I just think it adds to the nonsense of those plays. I've, I've long hated them. I really have. I always just feel like just if your, arm, if your quarterback doesn't have arm strength to do a Hail Mary, come up with some sort of brilliant little scheme that's more than just the quick slant pattern than the reverse. There's always at least one lineman who gets his hands on the ball. He looks terrified. I think the fireworks should always shoot off. If you have fireworks left in your arsenal, if you haven't blown them all up, and certainly Giants Bears, they didn't because it wasn't that exciting, you should be allowed to shoot them. I almost think you should be allowed to point them down at the field and shoot them at the players. It is such a stupid, undignified look for professional athletes running around like morons. So um, if any Bears fans actually think that the blast from the fireworks distracted the otherwise electric Bears offense from completing said yakety sacks lateral nonsense, you have my prayers, because that's not the case, and I don't have any problem with it. In fact, I think it should be required. If you're going to do that, you go up to Murray, the guy who runs the fireworks there. He has since, you know, who knows when, 76, and just hit that button, Murray. Give me everything you got. Do it like uh, the Kenny Powers in Tropic Thunder. Boom! So no, I'm not with you on that. In fact, I think the people who need to take a lap are people who have a problem with the MetLife Stadium fireworks operators shooting it off during the play. That Those people should take a lap. Moving down to the um, RIP to my dog, Tony Stark, player tweet of the day. It's an homage to LaShawn McCoy's all-time spoiler tweet from the Avengers movies, RIP my dog, Tony Stark. That goes to DK Metcalf. Did you see this? All right, so the, the tweet says that clinch walk wouldn't have made it. Here's what happened. Let me unwind this. This is good stuff. DK's having a great game uh, for the Seahawks. He leaves on the cart in the middle of the game, and everyone's freaking out, like, oh, no, he's injured, or what's going on? Uh, I see this from TSN Sports. I also saw Field Yates was tweeting. He actually got carted off because he had to use the bathroom. And then there was an explanation, like... Uh, that, that walk from the Seahawks sideline into their bathroom, their visiting bathroom, is like one of the longest walks in the league based on the stadium setup or anything. So they said, well, we'll put you on the cart. So they drove him in, and there's this video of him just sitting there, and everyone's like, man, what's wrong with DK? What's this, did he hit in the head? Does he have a problem? And then so <laughs> they come out, and there's this suggestion, no, he just had to go to the bathroom. And then this is usually when the player comes out, like Lamar did a couple years ago, and says, ha ha, LOL, no, had to get an IV, or just was getting, they deny it. Like, they're like, I wasn't going to the bathroom. Like, stop it. That's going to be embarrassing for me. (laughs) DK just straight up says, oh yeah, 
I had to make a bowel movement. I had to do the clinch walk. I never would have made it. This tweet is in effect saying, yeah, I wouldn't have made it, guys. I had to go on the cart because I would have crapped my pants right there trying to get into the tunnel, which is amazing. It makes me laugh. It also makes me laugh because what we know about DK's diet, which is very strange, if you believe it, which I do, because he just has this kind of innocence about himself, where you've seen it, he, he says he eats one meal a day, has one coffee, and eats three or four bags of gummy candy. That's, that's like his whole thing. I don't know if that changes on game day. If it does, it's probably just because he goes to five bags of gummy candy. But uh, I would imagine that gastrointestinally, like he's got to be unpredictable a little bit. I, 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 I can only guess. This is one of those wormholes, so to speak, that we go down. But um, you got to go. And he probably was like, hey, man, with the cart, can you give me a ride? Because like I'm going to have an accident, like a bad one. And he's like, yeah, hop on. And they floored it. And they just ran some red lights and they got him there. And he's like, if I got to go all the way over here and do the clinch walk, which is like the penguin walk, it's going to be a problem. And then if you think this is bad on the internet, imagine what the alternative is. It does remind you, though, of like a little bit of, in, in a weird way of like the Paul Pierce of going off in a wheelchair. And everyone was like, oh, my God, is he is he is back broken? Is he done for the season for his career? And then he comes back in the same game and hits the shot. Only <laughs> this was DK. I, I, I need to know more about that. He's such an open book, too. Like, he'll just say, here's the deal. Here's what I said. And, you know, I had to go, and I blew it out. And, like, just good for him. And then just a bit quinch walk. I love it. I, I love That's my favorite RIP to my dog Tony Stark tweet we have ever done. Moving on. Uh, you know this one. The River Craycraft Fantasy Thief Award. We renamed it last week after River Craycraft, who now scored, but scored two touchdowns in three weeks. This one goes to Alexander Madison of the Minnesota Vikings. I love Madison. I think he he's always gives such a burst as the backup to Dalvin Cook. This one really pisses me off. Because if you know Alex, if you're following this in fantasy, this isn't all that minutia of the player who's questionable and there's the reports and the reports and you're waiting, you're waiting. All this mo- movement was going to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was injured. His shoulder was banged up. You're going to go with Madison, okay? Oh, great. I got Madison. I'm not an idiot. I know when I drafted Dalvin Cook in fantasy, this ain't my first time around the block, honey. I know how to handcuff your guy. And back then, later in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, I get Madison. I have him on the bench for situations precisely like this so that I can win my week four matchup when Dalvin Cook hurts his shoulder. All right? So you hear, I'm ready. I'm ready. But then before the game, they say, um, yeah, Dalvin Cook is actually going to play. He's active and he's going to play. No problem. They announce it in plenty of time. I'm going to go in. I'm going to say Madison bench, Dalvin Cook start, set lineup, set. You got Dalvin in. We communicated. We, we are a team. We got through this. I'm fine. Madison scores a touchdown on like the first two seconds of the game. What? what? I was so mad about this. This was personal for me. Because I played by the rules. I paid attention. I didn't tune out. I saw the reporters. I looked at my lineup. And I care about fantasy. I haven't cared in like 12 years. But I'm doing a league with my son now, and he cares. He's eight years old, and I'm like, he thinks daddy works for football, and he's, we're going to win every fantasy matchup. He doesn't know that I suck. So I'm actually paying attention. I paid attention, and we talked, my son and I. No, listen, let's play Madison, because Dalvin Cook's hurt. Great. Okay. Oh, wait, son, look. Madison actually should be benched because Dalvin Cook's going to play. Great. Madison touchdowns first five seconds right in our bleeping face. That bothered me so much. I hated that. Why did they do that to us? This is why people hate fantasy. Ah, terrible. Alexander Madison, I love him. 
I actually screamed out loud. And it wasn't just like he got a... They like threw a screen past him. It was like they set it up deliberately to screw us. I was doing the... the what's the, What was he calling it? The, the clench walk. That's what I felt like. River Craycraft goes to Alexander. Not his fault, but I would give it to Alexander Madison. Okay, line of the week. Hold on. Um, we previously have been doing the uh, I Don't Shop Here Anymore line from the movie Cobra. We decided... If we're going to do a best quote or best anything from the week, why don't we just always have a uh, like a line from the terrible action movie? This is not a terrible action movie, but Total Recall. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, his wife, who he thinks is Sharon Stone, and eventually he finds out she's betraying him. They get in a huge fight, and there's karate, and there's knives and everything, and he's got the gun on her finally. And she says, you can't kill me. Um, I'm, I'm your wife. And he, blam, shoots her directly in the forehead and says, Consider that a divorce. That's how you did it back in the day. He literally shoots the woman he was in love with two minutes prior, right in the forehead, and says, what again, Arnold? Consider that a divorce. Yeah, because now I just murdered you. We can't be married. Consider that a divorce. It's the best. I mean, it's so cruel and so funny. So the... uh, Consider that a divorce. Line of the week goes to Jets. I can't believe I haven't talked about the Jets. I'll talk more about the Jets tomorrow. Jets rookie running back Brees Hall, who played his first game with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was back. He caught a touchdown pass. They won against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brees Hall, though, he was asked about Zach Wilson, his quarterback, after the game. Here's how it went. Did Zach say anything to you guys in the huddle before that drive? Uh, let's go score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was our whole mentality of, you know, we weren't really flustered and nervous. You know, we just felt like we had to take it a play at a time, and we did that. What, what did Jack, Jack show you, especially on that last drive? You know, because there's a couple quarters where he was missing some frozen, and he seemed like he just turned on the Jets at the end there. Yeah. You got big balls, man. Hey! <laughs> a double bleeper. How about that reporter saying it looked like he really turned on the Jets there at the end because he's on the Jets. That was all kinds of good stuff. Let's go score a bleeping touchdown. Uh, large testicles. We've covered a lot on this show for a Sunday night show. We've done a lot of clinch walk, testicles, and bleep and touchdown. Uh, the Jets, two and two, right? Think that's their record? Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. I love Robert Sala. Talk about it all the time here. Love him. And I was excited. I was, the Kenny Pickett thing was really cool today when he came in. I think he should have started for the Steelers week one. The Trubisky thing was never going to happen. And afterwards, Mike Tomlin said, ah, oh, we needed a spark. But who cares? They didn't get enough. They lost to the Jets. The Jets are 2-2. Two and two. It was funny. I saw a buddy of mine tweeted, um, when's the last time Jets fans have been this excited about the team? And you look down in the replies, and just the first response is that, that uh, the gif of the old lady from Titanic. It's been 84 years. And it's such an overused gif, but it cracked me up. Brees Hall, not overused, very excited, and uh, talking about uh, testicular fortitude, and let's get a bleeping touchdown, getting the uh, Consider that a divorce. line of the week. If you have a line that you think is just a, a cringeworthy or actually awesome Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme one-liner, tweet it to us, and we'll use it to name this uh, award next week. Moving on, though. Um, ooh, another line. Hold on. i got to switch to page two of my sweet sound bank. That's the uh, the Steve Latimer place at the table team. Starting defense, place at the table. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I just kind of 
stepped on it all in the last category, but they're two and two. Uh, they've beaten the Steelers. They've beaten the Cleveland Browns. And I, I'll say it again. It's excitement. I, I, two and two, it's, it's so funny. And it's such a terrible commentary on the Jets that's saying, oh, my God, they're two and two. It's like, when have they been this cool? And I, but I think it's justified. I don't know when the last time was. It certainly wasn't during any of the Adam Gase time. It wasn't in that whole Sam Darnold year. The Todd Bowles stuff was really rough. I think it's, it's, are we already back to Rex Ryan? That was like over a decade ago, right? But there is something cool. The coach is very cool, and that's, you don't usually say that. There's an interesting thing. I mean, the quarterback catches the touchdown pass, leaping gritties. I'm almost done with the gritty. It's just, it's, it's too much. It's gone on for too long. It's too ubiquitous. Every player and every team does it. It's time to move on. But other than that, Jets, very exciting. And place at the table. I mean, if they get to three and two, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But they are definitely, let's give me one more time, Steve. Starting defense, place at the table. That's Zach Wilson. That's Zach Wilson. That by far, the Jets are that team. Um, but, however, the opposite of that, normally we do the, um, where is that here? Nope. Hold on. I'm a very, there. You do the, we do the uh, Catherine Martin uh, rubs lotion on its skin. I'm down in the serial killer's uh, basement and waiting for him to make a skin suit out of me. Team of the week, you know this guy. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. I think last week that, it's the most miserable, pathetic team in the league, the one that just pissed me off. I think last week it was the Raiders who went to own three. Raiders won today, and I don't have one. I, I don't have one, and I feel really happy that I don't have one because... You know, there's some bad teams. The Commanders are pissing me off, and they're not good. And the Lions, that they have the worst defense of all time, but they're really fun to watch. So, I don't know. Is there a team right now that you just hate? I, I don't. I was really pissed at the Raiders for going 0-3. Just too much promise, too much potential. But I'm in a happy mood tonight. I don't have a team that, that does this. It rubs the lotion on its skin. No. It does this whenever it's told. I abstain from this award. I abstain courteously. And we'll move on. Next week, they'll definitely be back, and there'll be all kinds of jurgens getting rubbed up and down on the skin to make a good suit out of it. Uh, but next, that's it, guys. All we, have to, all we have left is the Monday Take Buffet, which we should lay out for because I'm told we have a really snazzy animation. These are the takes you're going to hear tomorrow. It's going to kind of look and feel like this. Pretty cool. We got lunch trays and they're just moving right along. You might say they're rushing right along. Just just do me a favor. As you turn on your shows tomorrow that you love, Good Morning Football, or your shows that you hate, or shows that are just wallpaper, how many of them start with Cowboys in the opening segment? How many? I want to know. It's going to be a lot. Because there's nothing better than uh, the Cowboys winning for, for content or for shows that think they're good content, or and the Cowboys having some sort of quarterback drama. The Cooper Rush thing is real. I'd be very, very, very shocked if Cooper Rush did not start next week. Depending on what you read, Dak could be ready to resume this week. I'm telling you, something is going to be going down in the training room, the doctor's office, or the owner's booth, the owner's box, to make it just give us another week. Because Dak, Dak is not Rodgers. Dak is not even Justin Herbert. Dak is not this guy that, oh my God, get him out there immediately. There are going to be takes. There are going to be takes. My take is that you keep Cooper Rush playing for a few more weeks and you keep Dak off because he's not totally ready and you justify it by saying that, you know, we want to make sure long term and there's a couple of things left. We have a couple of I's we have to dot and T's we have to cross with Dak's recovery. That's fine. 
But there will be takes tomorrow. I feel like when I'm saying this, I feel like there will be blood. We should call this there will be takes. That like Cooper Rush is better, Dak is over, they got a new guy, they're coming. Um, Aaron Rodgers takes are gonna be interesting. So Aaron Rodgers got to three and one, beat Brady last week, beat the Patriots today, beat Belichick today, and it's it's pretty awesome what he's doing because it's obvious watching it that it's very hard. It's not just woohoo, I'm Rodgers, I kill everybody, ding 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 ding, just throw it all over the field. He is working so hard out there. He threw a pick six today. He almost never does that in his career. He got hit a lot today. Uh, he was pissed off today. He got caught on a CBS Live mic screaming at his center. Snap the bleeping ball. He's, he's working hard, really hard. So there's going to be takes that he's the MVP. Don't even mind it. <laughs> um, Bailey Zappi looked okay. It looks like Brian Hoyer is legitimately hurt. Mac Jones, I've said it before. I don't think he's back for weeks. Do they roll with Bailey? Will anyone play the Kaepernick card for the Patriots? Anyone. And will they dress it up with, if there's one coach in the league who can make it work, it's Bill Belichick. I I will not be playing it, but usually that card does get played heavily. We had it earlier uh, with the Seahawks in the offseason when everyone's like, really? Drew Locke and Geno Smith? I think it might come out tomorrow. Because here you have this great running game and this potentially great defense. This is the time that Bill Belichick seals his destiny and signs Kaepernick. We'll see. Um, Baker Mayfield needs to be benched for Sam Donald. Baker had a bad day. I feel like he had 56 passes batted down at the line. It looked really bad. John Harbaugh, hot seat. Maybe. I don't know. I've always been a huge Harbaugh fan. I was hard on him in this show, but I don't think so. Uh, Jalen Hurts, MVP front runner. Josh Allen's making a run up at Hurts. Um, all kinds of stuff. Kenny Pickett takes. They should have gone to him in week one. That's that's already my take. They went to him too soon. All kinds of stuff. And then we're going to have the Giants. We're going to get to talk. Are you ready to talk about New York Giants? Daniel Jones scored two rushing touchdowns today. They look good. Saquon looks awesome. There was one point in the game today where Saquon was playing quarterback. Did you get to see that? I don't mean on a trick play. Daniel Jones got knocked out with like an ankle or something. And then Tyrod Taylor had to leave because he hit his head. So the Giants were running as for a whole series. Saquon was in the, the the shotgun. Like he was running the ball Wildcat style. He was handing it off. It was really cool to watch. And they still won. He didn't throw or anything, but it was awesome. They're gonna be Giants takes tomorrow. They're gonna be Giants and Jets takes. We went into week five. That team is a combined five and three. That city, that those teams. It's pretty cool. But I like the, the Rogers ones, the Kaepernick one the best. And now whatever the Cowboy stuff is gonna be great. It's, I, I, everything's great. I got a, I got a cooler from the, from with the Ultimate Warrior, as if we needed more Warrior in in this studio. It's all right. You can't have too much Warrior. You can't have too much Basement. I can't have too much of you. Thank you guys. Come back tomorrow. If you're listening to Sunday night, great. Monday morning, fine. We will be on this afternoon if it's Monday. Also, Josh Allen Tuesday, as always. If there's something you want us to ask him, tweet the show at KB Basements. That's it. That's the Sunday Night Awards. It's incredible. It rubs the lotion on the skin. It does whatever it's told. I will see you tomorrow. Consider that a divorce. <laughs>